Yo, 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 what is up, everyone? It is Thursday, January 20th, 2021. We are officially on the day before the last day of this Bible reading plan, 21-day jumpstart. Man, it has been an amazing ride. I can't believe we actually did it. We recorded a podcast every morning for 21, 20 days or so far, and we're going to finish tomorrow. Just want to make sure we finish strong. And uh, I just want to encourage you. I hope that if you have been able to listen to all these episodes, I hope that you've just been able to at least develop the habit of at least reading a, a scripture or a passage every single day. And I would encourage you to continue that throughout the year. You know, obviously, I might not read a recording every day. And not that you, you depend on me to read the Bible or whatever, but it's just kind of an encouragement. Like, hey, every day, let's make sure we read the Bible and take some time and spend some time with the Lord. And I promise you, if you decide to do that, like I've been saying over and over again, it's going to be the best year you've ever had. And so um, today, the passage readings were Job 30 and 31 and then John 20. And so there's only 21 chapters in John. So tomorrow we're going to finish John. So that's awesome. But we still got to get through Job, which is fine. You know, we'll we'll get through it. But um, one thing I want to talk about in Job is. Um, let me see real quick. So Job. He had on in Job 31, there was a scripture that I wanted to focus on. And uh, it said, I have made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look upon a young woman? In the Amplified, it says, I dictated a covenant in agreement to my eyes. How then can I look lustfully upon a girl? And, um, you know, Job is talking about, you know, marriage and, you know, the sin of lustful enticement that leads to, you know, adultery and stuff like that. And it was interesting because yesterday I was talking to one of my friends and he was um, we've been meaning to talk and he's been married for a while. And he was just wanting to pour into me and give me um, some just some marriage tips, marriage advice. And he was just giving me some revelation on on marriage and how, um, you know, as me as a man and, you know, marriage is a covenant not between just a man and a woman. It's actually a covenant between me and the Lord, or me and God, and, um, you know, when you get married, you get married at a church, you stand in on in, in, in an altar, and the pastor that marries you actually stands in representation of God, and this is like what he was explaining and describing to me, and, you know, when you're standing before the pastor who represents the Lord, um, you know, you're you're making vows like I, I vow to love you, you know, till death do us part. I vow this, this and, and this is a, a covenant or an agreement that you're making, not just between you and your wife is between you and the Lord. And so that's why if you read down later, he talks about it's like, a uh, you know, the sin of adultery in this passage. But um. You know, that's why adultery is so wicked and evil, because you're essentially 
making a decision to go back against that word that you promised the Lord and and vowed before the Lord. Um, you know, you vow that you're going to, you know, you're going to stick and love this girl as Christ loved the church, you know, till death do us part. And then you go ahead and you go back on that promise and that vow that you made with the Lord. That's why adultery is so wicked and the, and the Lord hates it, you know. And so I just thought that was um, uh, just a revelation that it's not a covenant just between me and my wife and sh me and Shannon. It's a covenant between um, me and the Lord and how I treat Shannon is just a, a you know, a, ref a reflection of how I'm, I'm treating the Lord, you know, um, I think he was quoting John G. Lake and he said that, um, you know, if, if you, he was saying that John G. Lake has a quote that says, if you don't treat your wife well, or you don't risk, you know, if you, if you don't treat your wife with respect or you don't honor your wife or you tr don't treat her well, he said that I don't want to hear anything you have to say about Christianity. And I, I thought that was um, that was powerful and, and so true. You know, obviously we're commanded to as a man to love, love your your wife as, as Christ loves the church. And so, um, you know, how you love your wife is a reflection. You know, it's more spiritual than you realize. And, you know, as a husband now, as I understand this. And I want to make sure that I'm honoring my wife and treating her as God's daughter. And so uh, I just thought that was interesting that, you know, in that passage. And I had just had that conversation yesterday. But um, that's powerful. But in John, so Jesus just died in John chapter 19. John 20, the, the Mary, they went to the tomb and saw the stone was rolled, rolled away. They saw his clothes laying there. And they start crying because they feel like someone stole his body. Then an angel was like, Mary, why are you crying? You know, um, and then all of a sudden Jesus showed up, but she didn't realize it was Jesus. And she was like, Mary, why are you crying? And he's like, because they took away my Lord and I don't know where he, you know, where he is. Yada, yada, yada. Um, long story short, um, they, she realized it was Jesus and she went back to tell him because Jesus told her to tell them to, um, you know, that he's alive and that he's coming to meet them. Anyways, we get to the end and um, Jesus had appeared to all the disciples except for Thomas because Thomas wasn't there for some reason. But then at the end, Thomas was there because he visited them again eight days later. And um, Thomas is like obviously known as doubting Thomas. He always doubted everything. And he was saying, like, I will not believe that Jesus is alive for real unless I touch his hands and touch the wound on his side, you know. And so when Jesus appeared back to the disciples a second time, <clears throat> he said he told Thomas, hey, reach down and touch and touch my hands and my fingers. Reach down and put your hand in my side. He said, do not be faithless. But stop your unbelief and believe. That's what Jesus told Thomas. Do not be faithless. and But stop your unbelief and believe. And then Thomas said, my Lord and my God, when he touched his hand, my Lord and my God, you are alive. You really are alive. Like, you know, acting dumb. And Jesus said, because you have seen me, Thomas, now you believe he said, blessed and happy and envied. This is the Amplified Classic. Blessed and happy and envied are those who yet have never seen me, yet they still believe. 
blessed are those that yet they have never seen me they still believe and that's obviously a scripture that many people know and many people quote and it's true you know why is it that people that have never seen jesus but still believe are blessed and and i believe the answer is because the lord honors faith Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If you see it, you don't necessarily need faith because it's you it's in it's you can see it. But when you trust and believe and and put your faith in something in God and but you yet you haven't seen him, you know, that is a, a, a trust and the Bible says that without faith it's impossible to please God. And so the Lord loves and honors faith he always rebuked unbelief in the bible anytime someone came with unbelief he rebuked it he said why are you faithless generation you you know why are you why don't you believe stuff like that and so when someone does believe and that's why he said blessed are those that have never seen me yet they believe because those who have never seen me but believe in me are believing in me by faith we are i've never seen jesus but i believe in him i believe in that he's alive i believe he lives in me i believe he's working in my life i believe I, when i pray that he hears me and that he answers me this is all by faith and faith is the essence of our christianity and without faith it's impossible to please god and luckily faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of god so as you keep reading the bible this year you might feel like you don't have enough faith or you, your faith is low. I pray, I promise you, once you keep reading the Bible and meditating on the word, that your faith will increase and you'll be again to trust the Lord, excuse me, more than you ever have before. And uh, I promise you, this is going to be the best year. I've said it over and over. This is going to be the best year you've ever had. Keep God first. Keep his word first priority. Don't let anything distract you from reading the word of God. And, I'll, and um, you know, uh, it's like inevitable that your year is going to be amazing. You're going to know the Lord better than you ever have before. And uh, he's just going to start doing a lot in your life. You're going to start noticing him in your everyday life, doing stuff for you. You're just going to be in tune with the flow. And so anyways, I love you guys. This is bittersweet, but tomorrow is the last day, and we're gonna we're gonna end it with a bang. Tomorrow is Friday. We're gonna end it with a bang, and I want to encourage you to tune in for the last day, and I will see y'all tomorrow. Y'all have a good one. It's a day in the life of Aggie.